Well, hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the podcast about action figures. But you know, it's a little bit edgier. You might even say it's a little bit extreme. And I know something about extreme because I'm the franchise Shane Douglas. Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast, the gold standard. Tune in or get your, you know what, franchise. Now cut the music. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. I'm your host, Will The Thrill. And I am your co-host, Joe Static. Oh, Joe, I can't get over the new intro, man. It's so awesome. I love hearing Shane every single week, baby. Can you remember? Remember my brains? Yeah, I think yeah, I think you missed on the words. <laughs> I, are you sure that Terry Funk didn't kind of Can come you into your remember, mind there? Remember the game? No, no, you're close. I'm getting, I'm getting I there. Think. You're yeah. getting there. You're super close. You know what's funny, Will? I always loved that song. As you know, when I first seen Shane, you know, when he came out with that song, dude, I had no idea that was Deep Purple until like two weeks ago. Yes, it is. It is Deep Purple. I had no idea. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, wow. It's an incredible song, Joe. Come on. Every single ECW song was pretty incredible. And it was all done by rock metal bands, right? For the most part. I'll never forget putting ECW on Thursday night, CTN. I think it was on at seven. It was only an hour. And actually hearing, because I was used to WWF, WCW, fucking uh, AWA, ESPN, whatever the hell that was. Hearing Enter the Sandman, the actual song, and having the Sandman come out. Or hearing Raven's music with the offspring. You know, it, it was incredible. Gotta keep them separate. I just don't understand why the WWE didn't just pay off. I mean, you're talking about multi-million dollar company here, and you got the network. Just pay the to use the songs, right? Why wouldn't you pay to use the songs on the freaking ECW pay-per-views and shows? You know what was one of my favorite parts too? The uh, ECW when you heard the music during their own commercials, plugging their own merch. That was like one of my favorite parts of the show. It's very memorable. I love that kind of like you said, their own commercial music. I mean, I think that's what our outro is. It kind of has that like ECW commercial end music feel. That's why I like it so much. I don't know if I've ever told you that. I love that song in the end. <laughs> I love when that comes in, man. Yeah, it's got like it's like a little pulp fiction. That's like call the hotline today. And then that's like the song in the background. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So guys and gals, we are back. Sorry for the hiatus last week. Obviously, it's a big holiday. We had the YouTube live stream, etc. But we are back. So again, we just want to wish everybody a happy and healthy new year. I think this is going to be a better year, Joe. Yeah, I hope so. Um, you know, we're not going to talk about what happened already this year. I kind of seen a couple memes saying with Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, chugging a beer saying bring on 2022. I think that's a little premature, but uh, I hope so. That's all That's all I'll say for that. Yeah, we'll cross our fingers. We'll keep it rolling here at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. And as long as we can bring some fun and joy in your lives during these tough times, we're going to continue to do it as long as you continue to listen. And remember, you can subscribe to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast on every single major podcast platform. And I'm not going to name them anymore, Joe, because we're out there on everything. Go into the, what is, what is everybody called? The Google machine, the Twitter machine. 
just type our name, Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. You're going to find us there. And don't forget, Joe, you know this is important. Got to hit that subscribe button. Yeah, you have to. Whether you know, you're know you on YouTube, you know, subscribe to our channel. We'll be uploading more content as the weeks uh, go on. You know, if you're on our Instagram page, obviously follow and same thing on Twitter, you know, just hit that follow button and, you know, we update those things quite frequently. Definitely. And also hit the notification buttons on all the platforms as well. It will notify you as soon as something new pops up. Any new content, whether it be a podcast episode, a podcast update, a new YouTube video, you'll be immediately notified and, you know, we'll go from there. Don't forget also, as Joe said, Instagram and Twitter, our handle is at SQD Circle AFP. So you can head over there on Instagram and Twitter at SQD Circle AFP. And we love to mix it up there. We love to throw in some news. We love to throw in some fig hunts. We love to throw in some mail calls. So we're just mixing it up there. We also let you know what's going on in the podcast weekly. And it's just a fun, fun avenue to stay up to date on everything squared circle action figure podcast related. So Joe, let's get right into it, man. We had a really fun live stream last week. It's one of the reasons why we didn't have a full podcast episode. Had a lot of fun hanging out with you all and reviewing our 2020 pit list. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I even watched it back, you know, just to see how it went. It was a lot of fun. I think the live stream went smooth. I enjoyed all the interaction with everybody that was watching. That made it even more enjoyable. But I think going through it, covering the pit list figures, you know, the whole nine, really, I think as the live stream as a whole, uh, was really a lot of fun. It was. I always enjoy seeing you in person. And when we get together, you know, we're going we're gonna to talk shop, shoot the shit, have a lot of fun. And I think we did during that 2020 pit list live stream. You know, guys, bear with us. We have to learn a little bit more about lighting, making sure that we're holding the figure in the right area for the camera, etc. So we're going to get better and better as we do more of these. We are going to have an announcement soon for our next YouTube live stream, which is going to be fun because I think the focus is going to be love. There's love in the air. That's a little hint for y'all. Yeah, and for everybody who didn't watch the YouTube live stream, head over there now to YouTube. Go click on the 2020 pit list. It's a fun watch. And we had some announcements in that YouTube live stream. And one of them was our Instagram 2000 follower giveaway announcement. We will be giving away a little bit of the bubbly. AW Unrivaled Collection, Chris Jericho. So... Joe, we've been getting a lot, a lot, a lot of follows on Instagram lately. I I think we're kind of blowing up a little bit. You know, we're almost at 1,700. Hopefully, maybe we get there like in a week or two. Yeah, we're creeping up. I noticed that in the past couple of weeks, even the past month, the followers on Instagram have been bumping up, which is awesome. It's great. I'm glad people are following the page and, you know, listening to the show. That's awesome. Gives us more, you know, ammo to keep this show going to keep this brand moving forward. So yeah, that's great. And once we hit 2000 followers, that person is winning our figure of the year, a little bit of the bubbly. Well, just to clarify, it won't be the 2000 follower. The giveaway will go live then. So we will have a post and we'll have it on Twitter too. So if you're on Twitter, 
don't be discouraged. Just head over to Instagram and follow us and you'll have a chance to enter as well. It'll be something simple. Tag three friends, like the post, done. You know what I'm saying? I think it'll last till about a week. As we get closer to this 2000, we'll give you all the details. We just wanted to announce it and get it out there. Joe, we give away a lot of stuff here at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. We had those really awesome giveaway packages for the Ultimate Wrestling Figures of 2020, our first YouTube live stream. So if you haven't seen that, go watch it. We gave away some great things then. Yeah, both of those packages were a lot of fun. You know, you had the Fiend package that was themed, a lot of great stuff there. You had the uh, Collector's Edition Undertaker and the other package. Both of those winners, I think, were very happy. One of the guys that won tagged us on Twitter, which was very nice. I retweeted that. So, yeah, the live streams definitely are fun to tune into and some fun giveaways. Yeah, and we just do giveaways just in general. I mean, even our 1,000 follower giveaway. I mean, we gave away a whole set of AEW Unrivaled Collection Series 1 action figures. I mean, I don't know a podcast that's doing that, my friend. No. No, not one on the radar in my mind either. Exactly. So guys, give us a follow. Stick with us as we technologically get better and better. And with all your support, we're going to get there together. I can't wait. So let's get right into it, Joe. Wrestling figures. That's what we do best. We had an announcement this week from Impact Wrestling. A couple episodes ago, we talked about when they're getting wrestling figures. Well, they're getting some more. They had some micro brawlers in June. So... Man, big list now. Yeah, so if you go back and listen to our past episode, we give our take on Impact Wrestling and wrestling figures, if they should go down that road. They kind of did, and that's what we're, I'm going to talk about right now with the Micro Brawlers. They released a couple wrestlers on their roster in the past, like Rhino, Tessa Blanchard, Taya Valkyrie in the past. They've released those for Impact Wrestling, and now they're adding another five to their lineup exclusive to shopimpact.com micro brawlers which the five starting with moose then you have jordan grace which i think jordan grace is a popular women's wrestler you know former champ especially on their roster it's a good pick doc gallows i don't really care about eddie edwards is cool then again i like the old eddie edwards and my favorite if i were collecting micro brawlers is the classic Abyss, which is very cool. I like the classic Abyss, obviously, at all these. And Moose, some Moose, I've watched his matches. You know, I'm a fan of his too. But yeah, they're adding those five to their Micro Brawlers collection on uh, shopimpact.com. It's kind of cool if you're a Micro Brawlers fan. Yeah, if you're a Micro Brawlers fan, I think this is a must-have. Obviously, if you're an Impact Wrestling fan, this is a must-have. Really quickly, my take, I really don't care. I don't collect micro rollers. I agree with you, though. I do think I like the classic versions of stuff. So the Abyss is pretty interesting here because I know he does work for WWE, last I heard. So I don't know how they are doing that, but I guess they found some way around it. But overall, I'm not going to collect these. I want to see Impact have a real wrestling figure line. But maybe this is you put your feet in the water, right? You step, put your little toes in the water, see how these sell and kind of move on to something bigger and better, right? Yeah, see how these do. See if anybody actually buys them off shopimpact.com, kind of go from there. Uh, you know, being a wrestling figure collector, I kind of thought what these five would be like. If they went with a different company and actually did wrestling figures, would people be interested? And, you know, with the Abyss, the Eddie Edwards, the Moose, the Doc Gals, the Jordan Grace, I think it's a 
good pairing of their roster. You know, you get a little bit of the old, you get, you know, women's wrestler, TNA heavyweight champion, former impact champion, you know, current tag team champion. You can get a little bit of everything. So I, me personally, I thought it would have been kind of, you know, I thought it would have been cool if they actually went with wrestling figures, but you know, that's just me being a wrestling figure collector. But overall, my take, same as yours, Will, I don't collect micro brawlers, but I figured we'd mention it on the pod for the people that do. Totally, man. Totally. And I agree with everything you just said. I think the lineup is great. Kind of makes you want to come back for the second one, right? Because you got Doc. Now you need Carl. So, I mean, you know, it's the good brother thing. Even if you are a collector, you're amped up. Now you're like, oh, man, all right. Now I got my Doc. Obviously, I'm going to come back, look at the next series and go from there. But speaking of Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, the good brothers, wow, man, again, you know me, I'm like, I don't know what I'm like, Joe, because I'm kind of like this little, you know, kid that's got a crush on the hot girl at school, you know, and she looks shiny and she- <laughs> you're, you're bending over in front of her. The packaging looks pretty, you know, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I love Super 7. I fucking, I'm in love with them. You know? You're putting a tube sock in your pants and going to school. I am. I am. I go to that San Francisco store and, you know, I'm not going to be there this year, but I go there and I don't even need a tube sock. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, they made their announcement. These figures went on pre-order. Good Brothers. You got obviously Gals and Anderson here. The pre-orders are live. You can go get them at Super 7 Ringside Collectibles. I believe Entertainment Earth is going to have them as well. I haven't seen them yet because we're recording, obviously, on Thursday, but I'm sure they'll have them. You know me. I love them. I mean, obviously, just for pre-order stands, you know, these are what's going to happen with these show. They're going to have the pre-order announcement, and then next year you're going to get the figures. That's just the way it happens, right? Yeah, they put the pre-order up for thirty days. You have thirty days to order them. I mean, you'll still be able to probably find them somewhere, but the point is to you know put your pre-order in, not worry about it, get it for the actual price, you know, the retail price on it, and. Yeah, they just, you wait. Super 7's been doing pretty good as far as that goes. And in time, you get your figures. That's it. It's as simple as that, Joe. And the funniest thing is, if you don't want your money held up and you're kind of like discontent with, oh, no, you know, I paid for these eight months ago and I still don't have them in my hand. Well, do something like Entertainment Earth. They don't charge your credit card until the order ships. So you can literally place a pre-order through Entertainment Earth no money down, they charge your credit card when it ships, and at least you know that you've secured them. Have you used Entertainment Earth before? I have. I was just going to mention that. That just always sounds weird to me, like they can cancel it, I feel like. No, they only cancel it if your card is charged and it doesn't go through, but they also give you a 10-day grace period. It's something like 10 days to change the payment method. Oh, nice. That's not bad. For example, Good Brothers come out, December this year, 2021. December 1st, they charge your credit card. It doesn't go through. You have seven to 10 days to change that payment method. They hold your product. And if you charge it, it goes through, it gets shipped, done. So anyway, going back to Entertainment Earth though, yes, I do use them for Ninja Turtles, for the Super 7 Ninja Turtles, because I personally don't want my money held up. That's just the way I am. You know that. I mean, I just want to have it on me. And Dude, they pack stuff so well, Entertainment Earth. They put everything in a big box. It's all padded. It comes with tons and tons of 
paper wrap and 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 bubble wrap and they just do a, such a they, fragile stickers on it all this stuff oh nice yeah like if you're like worried about not having it packed well this is the best way to go it does take a little more time to ship if you use their discount shipping method and one thing of note as well on pre-order items you're not allowed to have free shipping on orders of $100 or more if you place it online. However, if you call up, call them on the telephone, Entertainment Earth, and place your pre-order of $100 or more over the phone, they give you free shipping on that order. That's awesome. It's a little hidden thing that I found out while buying from them. Yeah. Looking at the figures, Will, getting back to the Good Brothers, Super 7's obviously going to do some great figures, great detailing. I'm just not a fan, man. I know I know you're excited about them. I for me, well, I just don't know, man. I just don't like them as a tag team. Maybe I like Doc Gallows a little bit. Carl Anderson, I think by himself, maybe as a singles competitor, maybe I would have liked him. You know, I followed them in the past on, you know, Instagram and stuff. I'm just not a fan, man. I'm not a fan of them in the ring. I'm not a fan of them outside the ring from what I've seen. I don't like Beerski talking shop on the boxes, man. It's just like hillbilly-ish to me, kind of. And Dude, I got to be honest, man. I'm, I'm not getting these. Yeah. They look cool, man. They look great. I just have zero feeling looking at these. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way because of the talking shop aspect of it. I think if they gave us straight up wrestling figures, it would have been a lot better. Yeah. And I don't know if this is kind of the direction Super 7 is going to go with their independent lines. You know, you have the major wrestling figure podcast stuff coming out. And what are those? They're like wrestling figures, but they're also holding their action figures and have these little quirky things that are like on the outside of wrestling. Although it is all encompassing, it's still a little, like you said, weird. I personally just like the figures. So... For that, I'm going to get it. I am so surprised they don't have a too sweet hand. I, I know that they, you know, they may, may be a cease and desist thing with the WWE. I'm not sure if they own the rights to that, but I would have liked that too, to have that too sweet hand. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a nice touch. Yeah. I mean, with everything that's happening in AEW, and we're not going to spoil it if you haven't seen it, but, you know, you, you get my drift. The whole impact wrestling. AW wrestling, them having the working relationship now, bringing Gallows and Anderson into the fold, having Omega, the Young Bucks, you get my drift. So I'm going to probably get these. Like I said, I'll do my Entertainment Earth pre-order. I don't have a Super 7 wrestling figure, right? So I'm not going to get the major wrestling figure podcast stuff. I may get the Andre, the first one. I don't know if I can find it somewhere, but I still haven't dropped the dough on that. And I want actual wrestling figures from them in my hands. I guess we're going to get that also with the NJPW stuff coming up because we saw some test shots and packaging images from Ringside Collectibles and Super 7 this week as well. Yeah. The NJPW Series 1 New Japan line, that I enjoy. Same thing. I was excited when it was first announced. You know, as time went on and we still weren't seeing the actual figures and now we're seeing the test shots, I'm like, okay, it's been a long time. I ordered the Okada, so that's the one I'm waiting for. I was thinking about ordering the rest, but I just, I don't know, something about it. I just don't want to order the whole set for some reason. Maybe the Osprey, but the Okada, I feel like was a must-have for me. 
The packaging looks great. I love Super 7's packaging. The slip over the box, you know, just as a min on card collector, I think they really do a great job there. So, yeah, well, I'm waiting for that Okada. Yeah, and to start with the packaging, I think you're right. I love the slipcover boxes. I love that they have like that foil on the NJPW stuff. You can see it's going to be like that foil in the symbol, that gold foil. It looks great, man. I think they're going to do a just an outstanding job. I do also like that on the back of their box. It's just not a generic saying. So for every different wrestler, for every different character, you're going to have a little bio and a little write-up which is like the TMNT line of theirs as well. I absolutely love that aspect of it. And they're just also super easy to remove. You know, I talked to you about one of my accessories being out. I literally just took up the tape. It peels right off the box, opened the box up, put the weapon back in, slipped it back in, sealed it up, done. It was like it was never open. So anyway. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's amazing. And as you said, I actually have the whole series one on pre-order. I did pre-order it through Entertainment Earth as well. My standout here, I love that Okada. That Okada robe is just looking really good on the test shop, bro. I mean, it looks like thick leather. I mean, it looks awesome, dude. Yeah, man, that's that caught my eye because, you know, the test shot looks good. Obviously, we, we've, we're like, okay, here we go. Finally. But the robe, you know, the jacket on that, it looks insane. You know, I can't wait to see that thing up close. I know. It just, you're right. It, even the stitching on it looks incredible. And again, you're going to get this quality stuff. I can't wait to obviously see as well once it's fully completed, because even the robe doesn't look complete, but this uh, Tanahashi looks great. I think you're right. I think you should get the Osprey as well. I'm liking the head sculpt on that, man. That figure looks great. You know, if I was going to get another figure from this line, I'd probably get the Osprey. His Same thing, his jacket. You know, I think the detailing on him, the head looks great. And, you know, the color choices they go with for his attire. I probably will add that one too. But as of right now, I'm just with the Okada. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we'll do a full review here on the pod for everybody. As they know, we love doing the reviews of this. We'll probably have them in a gorilla position or something. And, you know, the Ishii looks good. You know, again, I'm not going to lie. I don't have much ties to NJPW. I listen to whatever I hear on Busted Open on Sirius XM. So I kind of know what's going on because they do very, very short reviews of everything. But I'm not really invested in the storylines or anything. I'm just very happy that there is a company, a action figure company, toy manufacturer, that has picked up the license and that are going to produce real, like, awesome looking figures for the NJPW wrestlers. You know, I think it's well-deserved. Yeah, I used to watch, you know, I I catch New Japan's events online, a couple of different websites I watch those on, and they used to be on Friday nights on Access TV, which is a channel a lot of people don't have, but it used to be on prime time, man, eight o'clock Fridays, then they play a replay Maybe a couple old episodes, which is really nice on Friday nights. You know, sit back, chill, watch New Japan. There was an announcement this week that they are going to be on American television again. So be looking forward to that. Hopefully it's not a channel that nobody has, or hopefully they up their game with that. I think it'll be good to have New Japan in the mix every week. I think so too. And hopefully once everything comes back to some sort of normalcy here in the States. Maybe they'll do the shows in MSG again and stuff like that. I'd love to catch a live show with them in Ring of Honor or them in Impact Wrestling or something or them in AEW. I mean, oh my God, imagine those three together, NJPW, AEW, and Impact Wrestling. Come on now. Yeah, the possibilities there are through the roof. Oh, amazing. So 
We're going to move on. We love the line. I love Super 7. I think we love Super 7 collectively. I think they're doing a wonderful job. But look, we got a lot to talk about today, and we're going to get right into the next one. Pre-orders, 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 Joe. We, Super 7 pre-orders, micro-brawlers pre-orders, pre-order, pre-order, pre-order. pre everything. I'm flooded with pre-orders with wrestling figures, and I've never felt this flooded ever in my life before. I think I'm going to pre-your order next time I see you. You, we may have to pre-order this podcast to record the pre-order of the podcast. I have no, I have no. Idea. <laughs> Let's just put up random pre-orders and never do anything with them. Maybe we could do that. You know, trick a couple people. You know, I mean, some of the quality of the merch that's going out there from other people. You know, you may as well not just not give them anything at that point. You know. So yeah, pre-orders, Joe. We have. The Warrior, and you told me, you asked me, like, do you order that ringside exclusive Mattel Warrior figure from WrestleMania? What is it, 12? Something like that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, WrestleMania 12. Oh, it is 12. I got it right. Ding, 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 ding. My memory's so terrible sometimes, I don't even know the WrestleManias <laughs> anymore. <laughs> oh, God. So I did. You knew I was going to do this, job. I did, you son of a sailor. I did. So what do you think about that? Because I said I would, but I was I was very opposed to it just because, you know, it's a lot of reuse, but the packaging looks look great. Yeah, and you're, dude, you'll buy anything Ultimate Warrior. They can come out with a Ultimate Warrior piece of shit and you'll buy it. As long as it's painted, you're good. As long as it's got that face paint on it, I'm good to go. Like they can come out with an actual human crap and you'll buy it. Yeah, mold like, it into what? the I'll... shape of the Max, put a little color on there. <laughs> of course, you know, spray paint that thing up. Oh, come insta buy. Well, we talked about this too on the show in the past. We're a fan of the ringside exclusives, man. You know, that's just the way it is. So like a lot of the ringside exclusives are fun as a collector's item. They check that box. You know, they uh, most of them gain a lot of value as the years go on. But WrestleMania 12 Ultimate Warrior. WrestleMania 12, for me, always holds a special place. I love that WrestleMania. It wasn't the best card, didn't have the greatest matches, but, you know, I just remember being, you know, younger, the Warrior coming out, he actually showed up, you know, it's just a quick squash match, whatever. Of course, the Iron Man match, you know, Diesel and Taker, that six man that opened it up, Piper and Goldust, you know, that just hit all the, the points for me at that age. So that'll always hold a special place. And to have the warrior from that, I had to order it. There you go. For all those reasons, listeners, it's a must order. I mean, Joe put it to you in a nice little package. He put the ribbon on top, bam, smacked it down, ringside collectibles exclusive sticker on the beautifully wrapped package. We're done. (laughs) Yeah, 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 pretty much. And if you're not buying ringside or you're not buying from them for some stupid reason from like 10 years ago or something, you guys got to grow up and and become adults because let's just put it this way. They do some of the best work in the industry. They're one of the best action figure sellers in the marketplace. And their customer service has been a little spotty in the past, but I'm telling you one thing, pretty much spot on. It's very rare that I have an issue and it's not resolved in my favor. So, guys, buy Ringside Collectibles exclusives. Like Joe said, they're pretty awesome. They're fun. And not only that, like you said, they increase in value. You're guaranteed 
to increase in value. Except if it's like we said, the Matt Hardy or or Brian Kendrick. Yeah. <laughs> Be wise, guys. <laughs> that King of the Ring, Bret Hart. No, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's like a. Yeah, there's there's a couple of them. There's there's a couple. Yeah, but I don't think I've seen part. that like under the cost of it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Very rare, you're, though. You're going to get any figure that's below the cost of it nowadays. So you know what figure I've always been after. Speaking of WrestleMania 12 and just Gold Dust in general, that Gold Dust ringside exclusive with the gold IC title, the Shattered Dreams version, dude. That that one, that Jack's classic. I've, I've, I've you have that? Of course I do. Oh my god, man! I've always been after that. All right, don't turn your back next time. I know. You're going to come over for the next live stream, and then all of a sudden I'm going to see you rummaging through my closet like Golem looking for the goddamn Lord of the Ring. (laughs) Where's my precious? Where's my precious? Dude, that's one of my favorite. What are you turning to? Dude, that's one of my favorite uh, action figures, that bootleg Lord of the Rings. You know it. Uh, All right, we got to go back to the dirt mall, baby. Yeah, dude, I'm looking forward. I want to look through that guy's garbage a little more. I do, too. I want to find some wrestling shirts like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Maybe we'll find like his old. Maybe we'll find like his old driver's license and shit in there next time. A wallet. We'll find like a Goonies wallet for what it was the guy that that was going to look for the <laughs> one eyed Willie treasure. You know what was the best part about that? And looking through his trash, I'm like, uh, all right, this for five. He's like, that's twenty. I'm like, dude, are you nuts, bro? I'm like, you're saying this VHS is ten bucks? I'm like, it's a dollar. What are you talking about, man? This guy uh, tried anyway. to highball us like you wouldn't believe. I mean, you talk about high margins. I mean, like you said, five dollars, thirty-five. What? <laughs> I'm like, bro. I'm like, I got a pile of trash here, and you're telling me uh, it's over thirty dollars. Come on now. I think some of the things we bought had stickers that said fifty cents on them, and he's trying to charge ten dollars. <laughs> 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 he's like, do you know the rent here? You know what I gotta pay? I'm like, bro, that's not my problem. You know? You could- <laughs> like this is we're literally looking through mounds of garbage. Yeah. And not only that, the rent he pays there is the goddamn cheapest rent anybody's gonna pay in the state of New Jersey to sell anything. I guarantee you that. Like our hands were black. We were looking through somebody's trash. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like th- that's it. Oh gosh. Well, we'll be back. We'll film anyway. it. We'll do live. We'll do it live too. We'll get them all. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do a live, man. We'll do a live with we'll him. We'll do a live with him. He's gonna get all grumpy and cranky and be like, "Why are you? Why are you recording me?" <laughs> I'm like, "Cause we're filming a documentary. What not to do with your life when you're in it?" Or <laughs> 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 like, save all your trash in your garage. Just dump it all over the ground. Yeah, at the flea market. What That's not what to do, do? What not to do with your life? Yet we are also the stars in the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> spend just, all your money on a bunch of plastic figures <laughs> and, and mounds of <laughs> mounds of garbage but anyway we love this hobby so getting back real quick though i did want to say mention so ringside collectibles is awesome that exclusive is awesome i have that gold us we'll bring it out for all our listeners and viewers yeah, I, I got to see that up close. Sick figure, man. I Oh, it's such a great figure. But again, that's what we're saying here, guys. Buy it. It's an awesome figure. There's a lot of reuse. Yeah, they, they did do some minor modifications with his tassels and stuff like that. So, you know, you're going to get a little bit of a ultimate edition flair on the actual figure. But for the most part, it's all reuse. The package looks incredible. So 
I mean, go get it. Real quick, though, Ringside Collectibles, I did get my AEW Unrival collection figure shipping notice, the Series 3, so I, I think they're ready to go. Oh, nice. Yeah, hopefully I'll be getting that soon. There was a big mix-up. I'm almost positive that I ordered it under the early display. I never checked my confirmation because it said early, so I was like, yeah, all right, I'm going to get them early January, blah, blah, blah. And I think I even said this to you. And this was 30, so I ordered this 37 minutes after release. And then I look at my confirmation because I see it started to ship this week, Joe, and it said late January pre-order three. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? I, I made the mistake of ordering Rocky Johnson with those, so they won't ship the Johnson. until. Oh, those you can't do that, guys and gals. Yeah, man. I made that mistake. Don't do that. Joe made a mistake. And it's so funny. I've talked to other people about that, and they're like, why are my figures shipping from ringside? And I'm like, are you freaking pulling them with pre-orders, you know? Yeah, if you order with a pre-order, too bad. You have yeah, to wait. You do. It sucks. Don't do it. Order the figure separate. Usually the 10% off is you know, a little bit of that shipping, you know, so. But, you know, I'll do probably a little bit of a video of them unboxing. I'll put some photos on the Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, we'll get to reviewing them hopefully next week on the podcast. You know, going into this next piece, you know, we have in our notes here. Ah. Uh... I'm kind of on the fence, but I'm like, you know what? This is kind of cool. At the same time, you know, certain guys are getting figures that otherwise don't have wrestling figures. But I don't know if I'm into the Hasbro style that much anymore. Like I am and I'm not. The whole retro thing is fun. Obviously, the retros are fun. I have series one through ten. They're great. But now, you know, I'm not speaking badly on anything, uh, but going into it, you know, Chola Toys has the Nick Aldis, which me and you both have. And it's cool, man. I think the figure's cool. I like the nostalgia on it a little bit. The card stock is nice, nice and thick. The card is actually really nice. Get that autograph. I like the limited to 2000. Yeah, the card's great. The figure looks cool, man. I'm down with the figure. I like the limited to 2000. I like the Chola toys logo on it i like the plain white back nick aldis's autograph is on it everything's cool it's a great presentation for their first figure and i think that style and that representing that guy is cool real world champion nick aldis that's great i think that fits getting into the rest real quick that we're about to talk about zombie sailor showed which we we, me and you both like josh josh is a great guy i actually talked to josh on instagram every couple weeks and he's always very polite very friendly doesn't hold any info back you know that i ask him obviously stuff i i don't tell everybody you know but he's a cool guy that aside now he is coming out with his own figures as well which is fun it's cool me personally you know the matt cordona and brian myers it's great i i like their merchandise i think their stuff is fun i think the super seven figures are going to be insane you know, obviously it's a good idea to have them first, but that's cool. That's great. My point is the style, the Hasbro style again. I'm sure with the images he's shown online already, the style is going to be fun. It looks cool. I'm like, oh, awesome. You know, you get Myers, you get Cardona, that old Hasbro style. I'm sure they're psyched about it. That That's great. And I'm like, all right, cool. So Zombie's coming out with his old line. I'm like, okay, we can add some figures you know some extra figures to the line he said he's got some up you know coming down the line that people are going to be you know really excited about which i'm looking forward to i'm like you know let's see what comes down the line but then you have will 
nerds clothing, which is cool. I'm like, all right, another wrestling. I don't even know what it is, to be honest. I'm like, this is clothing, wrestling, vintage stuff. I don't even know. The only reason I'm interested, Will, is because I like Jay White. And they're doing Jay White's first figure, which he's supposed to be coming down the FTC pipe, but we won't get into that. And nerds clothing is coming out with their first wrestling figure, Jay White, which is cool. I'm like, oh, I like Jay White. Like, I like Nicola's. And I'm like, it's the Hasbro style again. And I'm just going to leave it there for you to take it. Yeah. I mean, you know my take on this. Everybody is doing it a little bit different, but it's all the same in the end, right? I mean, it's Hasbro retro. And I'm sorry, but I just, again, I, I you know, this hashtag, we want retro thing and everything like that. People didn't want retros. If people wanted retros, they would have bought them. It would have survived mass retail. I agree there is a huge contingency of fans out there for this style of product. But you can see even in the Nick Aldis, they've only limited it to 2,000 pieces. And I don't even think they've sold 2,000 pieces because they're still available for sale. So how many people are really interested in these lines? You know, I, I don't think it's that much. Now, as far as the quality of the figures, I think it's all going to vary. Look, we don't have zombie stuff in hand. His sculpt, so they look great. I mean, they do. They look phenomenal. And he's a big Hasbro hound. And like you said, he's going to do his buddy's figures first, and then we'll see what comes down the road. Now, we talked off air about this, and I would absolutely love to see an ECW line or something, you know, like, oh, man, that would be fun. That that would that I'm interested in. No, right. I mean, you're seeing that's the thing. So I just told you in one aspect, well, ah, whatever, retro, retro, retro. See, this stuff isn't tying me in. Like, here's the deal. I love Nick Aldis. I think he's one of the best professional wrestlers in professional wrestling today. He's great on the mic. I love him in NWA. I absolutely loved Power when it was on every week. Dude, Power Power was so good every week, man. And it was gaining so much steam that when I would turn it on, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to watch Power this week. And I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm sad, man. I'm sad that it's like dead. I know. I know. And there was multiple reasons. But, you know, they do have a show on now. Again, I forgot what it's called, but it's not the same. It doesn't have the same feeling. And no, not at all. Yeah. Hopefully they come back live crowd and, and they redo it. But anyway, getting back to Nick Aldis and everything. I Yes, I want to support him because of what I've seen him do there. You know, his match with Cody was really good as well. So in that NWA show, so like I will support him here. The figure itself, though, looks all right. Some of the paint app is isn't the best. I mean, you know, it's good. It's not like running, but it's, you know, kind of, again, not the best. But like you said, the card's pretty cool. I like the heavier stock on it, like that it's a little thicker, the card. I don't like the wrestling Megastar logo personally again, and I've always said that to you. I just I don't know. It's just too weird for me. Like I don't I don't like it. But the figure's cool. I think I'd like this out of the package too. Maybe I'll get one to take out. We could do a real review. I'd like to see how it weighs, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. This cardstock's so heavy, it really doesn't give me an idea of how the figure feels, you know? And then yeah, with these other guys like Switchblade and stuff, man, I just don't know them very well. So I have no tie to them. So again, if you give us stuff like ECW, if you give us stuff that's exciting like that, I think there's a steam for it. If you keep giving us this stuff that's obscure and that, you know, has a very niche, you know, I don't know, maybe not so much. It's the same thing with Super 7, right? Yeah. I mean, are anybody even ordering the Super 7 figures? I mean, who knows? 
Are you interested in the Chella Toys Blue Beanie? Interesting that you say that, Joe, because it is a two-pack, and I don't know if I want him with Chernoff in there. You know, like it's... I just want him by himself. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's it. What was weird about it, too, so they have him as an exclusive, but I think that turned into a regular release. And then they have a Series 2, which was going to be a two-pack, but it seems it turned into a a single pack now, unless this is just another figure coming out, because they also announced that they're going to do an Ethan Page now from the North. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ethan Page from the North is on on their roster. Yeah, so... Yeah, I I guess we'll wait and see on that one, too. Yeah, I don't know. We're talking about names that are very independent, very niche focused, and not names that I want, you know? Blue Mini, yes. Yeah, Blue Mini ties into the ECW, what we were saying there. Blue Mini, and, you know, they showed the prototype. I think it looks fun. I think it looks cool. Agreed. Agreed. So we'll see. You know, I again, I think it's, they're kind of pushing it with these. I think a lot of people are trying to get on board with the hype, but that that's what it is, right? So all this was created by basically the major brothers, right? The upswinging collecting and let's pump out a ton of merch because we need to create our own brands because we're not employed. And I think a lot of people and other wrestlers have followed suit, right? They're looking at action figures and t-shirts and all this stuff and trying to do it independently because they don't see a big contract from a larger company on the horizon, right? So for them, it's kind of like, how can I monetize my brand in other ways? So I don't know, but how much like really did Nick Amoldis make off of 2000 Hasbro figures? <laughs> I I don't know. I, I, yeah. I mean, it, it gets them out there a little more, you know? But at the same time, eh, can't be much. Yeah, you're not feeding your family on what the the dime you made off your 2,000 figures. That's for damn sure. Nah. But whatever. It is what it is. That's kind of my take on it. I'm not opposed to it. And if you absolutely love these people, you all should go buy it and support them. Because I love the fact that they're actually working with the families and the wrestlers and such. And they're getting paid and compensated properly. It's a royalty fee. So yeah. as long as they're doing it the right way, Joe, I have no problem with that, you know? Yeah. And like we said, you know, when we started discussing this, the Nick Aldis figure, looking at it right now too, I have it with me. It's 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 cool, you know? At the end of the day, as a wrestling figure collector, I think you can appreciate this stuff and it does support him. In a, you know, you're buying his figure. I'm a fan of his. So at the end of the day, you know, I was happy with the purchase. Yeah, same here. Have no problems with the purchase. I think you all should go get a Nick all this like we did with the Bruiser Brody. Support the Goodish family. We just got our Bruiser Brodies in from Adam at Junk Shop Dog. They look great. Do we have little nitpicks about them here and there? Of course. You know, we do. But in the end, we want to support this stuff because we want to see these people succeed and get better at what they're already doing. And you can get your Cello Toys Wrestling Megastars Nick Aldis Hasbro retro inspired wrestling figure exclusively through JB Toys and Championship Belts on Instagram at JB Toys One as they are the exclusive US distributor for all Cella Toys Wrestling Mega Stars figures. Yeah, exactly. So that'll round this piece out. I'm ready to get into a gorilla, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. We're ready. So let's get into this week's edition of the Gorilla Position. I feel electricity in the air. Oh, look at 
Welcome back to this week's edition of the Gorilla Position. And as we are in January, we are in the thick of things, the Royal Rumble, baby. I've always loved the Rumble. Even looking back as a kid, that was always one of my favorite pay-per-views. It still is, but at the same time, I kind of forget about it every year. But it was always fun in my family, too. You know, we would always watch that one together, you know, especially the Royal Rumble match. I think everybody looked forward to that. Just the excitement in that and my family, even if you weren't a wrestling fan, I think you could appreciate that just from the excitement. You never know who's coming out. You never know who's going to win. And uh, it was always a lot of fun. So I always enjoyed that growing up for a rumble. It was one of my first pay-per-views I ever ordered too as a kid was the rumble. Yep. It was an amazing event. Well, it still is pretty fun. I, I did like like the Edge return. What was that last year? Yeah. Yeah. The Edge return was fun. But they, they, every now and then they pull out a couple bums, you know, which you're like, oh, God, okay, you know, the goons coming out. It's kind of the formula now, right, Joe? Like, it's like, yeah, we have to have the Brooklyn Brawler, and then we'll throw in, like, I don't know, Ric Flair, just someone real, really old what? and decaying, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I got to throw him in there. You're like, he, re- he retired six times. Let's get him out here to fall all over the floor. And- exactly. That's, I'm not saying that they're going to do Ric Flair, but that's the mentality. And then it's like, oh, we'll have our surprise big guy come back like an edge. Oh, it's Batista. the boogeyman. Exactly. Exactly. Did you feel, uh, I'm not going to talk about pro wrestling, but real quick, did you watch Raw? You know the answer to that question, Joe. How are they saying it's like a Legends night or whatever, and they pull out all these like bombs? I'm like, guys, I don't want to see the fucking boogeyman. I don't want to see Mark Henry still relevant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, okay, Goldberg. I'm like, okay. You know, they promote this, and then you get that shit. Well, look at it this way. I mean, the Legends are getting very, very legend, <laughs> legend old. Yeah, I guess... I guess, you know, you, you can only do so much. With yeah, that, imagine a time when there's not going to be any, like, of our legends left. Damn. Oh, my God. It's going to be so sad. They're going to be like, guys, Legends Night, we have Shelton Benjamin, Carlito's <laughs> on, coming back. We got Chris Masters. <laughs> Ezekiel. What is it? What is the Ezekiel? <laughs> Ezekiel's back and Hiding Reich. <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's gonna be the legends night in, in fifteen years. Oh my oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. I love how we just rip the RA era apart all the time. And like you're really getting into it now. I love ripping it apart because you like some of the stuff that happened there. I just think it's all I you know what I think, guys? And you could you I want you guys to bash me. I want you guys to troll me to no end. I think those fucking Undertaker HBK matches aren't that good. I mean, I watch those matches over and over and over. Like they're the greatest matches and ever. They are not like, the up. greatest matches ever. I'm like, the Undertaker's fucking old. Oh, you know? That's when it started to kick in. Start, dude, those are not. And Michaels the best is doing matches. his like spot after spot. I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, anyway. All right. Yeah, exactly. We are getting into being a pro wrestling show. Like, oh my God, with that. <sighs> so, with that said, though, we absolutely love the Royal Rumble, and that's going to be the theme of this week's Gorilla Position because Mattel has just released their Royal Rumble Target Exclusive Series, Elite Figure Series. We got four figures here, Joe. It's 2021 Rumble, new packaging colors, 
new design. So yeah, 2020, we had actually, just to go back for our listeners, if they don't remember, we did have the Matt Hardy, the Wendy Richter, the Kurt Angle, and the Macho Man. Macho Man made it to our uh, honorable mentions of 2020. That's still a great set. I love the, I, I love the four of them. Great set. Yeah. And I was trying to do a little analysis on like what the formula was for this or possibly the formula is for the Royal Rumble sets to move forward. It's always like they want to sprinkle in a, a legend. They want to sprinkle in like an RA slash tweener attitude era guy. They always put someone that's kind of new in the line, you know, like that we haven't had before, like the Wendy and the Titus. And then they always give us something like, yeah, it's like modern slash not. So it's like this weird mix that they're trying to do, I think. But anyway, yeah, they're fun. It's a fun set. 2020 was a fun set. And then 2021, what do we got, Joe? 2021, which I like, Will, the packaging is in the Target colors, which I think is very smart. You know, it gives that exclusive branding to the store, which is cool. And I like the red. I think the red pops. So in the set, it's a four-piece set, like you mentioned. You have Stone Cold Steve Austin. He comes with his, it's like that, what is that, like a gold on his vest that he wears, which I, like you said, if you go back and listen, I'm not too familiar with that too much. So you got Stone Cold there. You have Titus O'Neil, which finally is released. He was supposed to be released in the NXT TakeOver line. So you finally get a Titus. Umaga, which I've always been a huge Umaga fan. And I like that he comes in red with the red packaging. I think that's going to look great. So I'll be picking the Umaga up. And rounding out the set, you have the Ultimate Warrior with the yellow IC title, which is a big thing for figure collectors, that belt. Those are the four. Yeah, it's, look, top to bottom, this is a jam-packed set. As you know, my thoughts on it. I don't know. There's a lot of reuse going on here, but we'll get that into that in a little bit. Just really quickly for our listeners, too. These have been tough to find, so I don't know what's going on with Target Distro. Some people have been finding cases at stores. Other people have been finding them packed in those sorter boxes. You know, you can find literally a wrestling figure, a Hot Wheels, and a Barbie in the same box of these things. So, like, even when they come in the store, oh, yeah, even when they come in the stores, there's really no way to locate them until they're actually put on the shelves by an employee. It's because the DPCI isn't working, unfortunately, on PopFinder or BrickSeek. So it's going to be a little trouble to try to find these things, which kind of sucks. You're going to have to call up, give them the DPCI number, see if they have anything in stock or actually visit, you know, physically visit the location. I was lucky enough to get my hands on an Austin because... I was hunting and then there was somebody else online for something we were hunting. And then he said he found it up north and he had an extra one in his car. He's like, I'll sell it to you for retail. So I was just very, very fortunate. Yeah. So I wanted to give a shout out at Frank Benson Photo, toy collector, and does do a lot of toy shows and stuff. So he's at a lot of like the Wayne Toy Show and stuff like that. He had it in his car and it was very nice of him to just you know, sell to me for retail. So I was very fortunate to get the Austin in hand. As you said about the Austin, yes, it does have that gold vest. I don't remember him wearing this gold vest. And geez, I don't even remember his appearance in the 2002 Royal Rumble, which is pretty sad. I guess he made his 36th elimination. That's what he said, record, record setting here on the back of the box. What I love about the Austin figure, though, is the new head scan and sculpt. I mean, it is awesome, bro. It's it's really, really good. Yeah, yeah, the, the sculpt looks good. The vest looks good too. I think the that gold pops on that. I think it looks pretty good. So it's a you know, it's a good stone cold figure. You know, stone cold's basic. You got the double knee braces too. 
you get there. So it's accurate to the time. But yeah, the head sculpt looks great. Be forewarned, guys. Uh, some of the Austin heads, when I saw it out of this case, they had around the edge of the head towards like the cheek area, had a little bit of like plastic overage and stuff on there. I guess like from coming out of the molds, it wasn't shaved or sanded down properly. So if you're a loose collector, you may find that you have to shave that off or it may just fall off. Obviously, we're hashtag MOC for life here. So don't have that problem. I just looked for an Austin. I chose one with his head down and you can't see it. So I don't know, little little QC thing, but it could have just been, you know, it happens all the time, right? I mean, random figures. So, you know, this set, uh, Joe and all, the Warrior, you know, again, the Maga Titus, I don't care about. The Warrior I'm going to get, I'm going to get two. It's got the dual heads. Maybe I'll open it one day. Who knows? Maybe I'll get three. Who the hell knows? That fucking Warrior. I mean, you got to have that Warrior. Royal Rumble, 1990. Yeah, that warrior is great, especially with the yellow IC title. They've they've never done a yellow IC title, so that's great. The Stone Cold's fun, and I'm an Umaga fan, so I want the Umaga in red. I'll probably leave the Titus behind, but yeah, as far as the top two, I want the warrior and the Umaga. If I had to leave the Stone Cold, I'd do that too. Yeah, I just got it. It was available to me. I wanted to get some pictures up for the podcast in case people haven't seen it and stuff like that. So I was like, all right. You know, yeah. I actually, t- the funniest thing about what you just said is I actually passed on the Austin. I left the store ahead of this guy and then I went to another store and then he, he I was walking out, he was walking in and, I, and then I, I did a double take. I was like, you know what? Do you still have that Austin? I'll take it from you. You know, cause I was thinking about the podcast and getting some photos up for everybody. Cause the boxes are oh, the- cool too. You know, like that they don't have the certified authentic on it. Yeah, they don't. Oh, so that guy you've seen in the store with the long hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that, so that dude was originally at a store waiting for, waiting for Vipers. We were online for Vipers, and I was online for wrestling as well. So we got to talking and everything, and then we went in. There was no wrestling for me. I had to leave, so I went to the next store, and then he was like right behind me. So yeah, he came in again, and I was like, you know what? I am gonna take the Austin. Nice. But again, beautiful box, no certified authentic. I love the new photos on the front of the box. They look great. Yeah. The, you know, what is our position? What is your position? What do you think about this set, Joe? Like last year, I like the Royal Rumble set. My position is it's a fun set. Overall, I like all four figures. They're Target exclusives, which is, is fun as well. If I had a pick two out of the set, like I said before, I would get the Warrior and the Omaga. If I find all four, I'll probably leave the Titus behind and just get the other three. I might leave the Austin, too. I'm not 100% on the Austin. Definitely the Omaga and the Warrior. I think it's a fun four-piece set. And they're Target exclusive, so they're not going to be around forever. Yeah, there's some sort of collectability there. You got four people. I think it's fun. I like small sets with four people. It's easy, you know, and like you said, you don't have to get every single one of them, and you don't feel like you're missing out if you don't. So... Yeah, they did a really great job. Hats off to Mattel for a store exclusive set. They really did a bang up job here. Gave us some looks that we're unfamiliar with. Gave us a new figure. So yeah, we love the Royal Rebel series. Go get them, guys, if you can find them. Let's hope that Target improves the distribution in the weeks ahead. And don't forget, check back next week for another edition of the Gorilla Position. And welcome to the, oh my God, figures of the week.
Woo! Joe, it's back. We're done with 2020. Thank gosh we're done with 2020. I know. I'm like, uh, getting to the end there, I was like, uh-oh. It's back. Oh, my God. Figures of the week. And, Will, for these two guys we're about to talk about, I think it's a long time coming. Very long time coming. You hear that music? You hear it? It's coming in, baby. You hear it? Oh, I love it. I love it. It's so good. Dude, why am I sitting here with this beautiful music playing, right? A four-inch figure that I love, I want to make sweet love to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I got a six-inch figure that I don't want want it even around me. I thought you were going to say something else for a minute. I was like, wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do want to shove that six-inch figure up somebody's ass. (laughs) (laughs) This week's Oh My God Figures of the Week. We're talking about some of the greatest wrestling figures ever, in our opinion. WCW, Galoob, Fabulous Freebirds, Michael P.S. Hayes, and Jimmy Jam Garvin. Oh, I'm bobbing my head already. Dude, I I just, you know, we're going to get into it. But the attire, the makeup, the Galoob, just everything about these figures, man. The tag team in general, uh, it's just... Some of my favorite wrestling figures ever. I agree with you. I agree with every single sentiment. Now, obviously, we grew up in, in this era, right? These are, personally for me, my Freebirds. Everybody tells talks about, obviously, the original Freebirds. Which you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. But this is, like you said, this is our Freebirds. Yeah, and it's, look, there's nothing against it. You got Buddy Roberts. You know, Terry, Bam Bam, you know what, Gordy, and obviously Michael P.S. Hayes, and very prominent team. I don't know what the origin of it it was, probably late 70s, I'd assume, into the, you know, 80s. Yeah, 70s, 80s. And then he was teamed up with Garvin, which I like Jimmy Garvin a lot, you know, especially as a free bird. You know, he doesn't get a lot of play, you know, in people's minds, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was paired with Hayes uh, as the Freebirds in WCW in 1989. Yeah, so they come together in '89, and I agree with you as well. As far as professional wrestling is concerned, I just thought thought the jam was jamming, man. He had the look, he had the mannerisms, man. Yeah, man, underrated. If you go back and watch those WCW pay per views when they're teamed up, you know any of the matches. I mean, they just bring a presence. They bring like a fun element. I love the DDTs, you know, they're, they're quick tags, you know, good tag team wrestling. And I think Jimmy Garvin is just underrated as hell, man, in the ring. I agree with you with everything you just said. And like you said, just not enough cred, man. Like people don't want Jimmy Garvin figures for some reason. You know, they'll take a bam, it's bam. so weird. I, I, I know. I know. That Remco Jimmy Garvin is one of my favorite figures too. Yeah, I, you know, I don't go to the Remco. You know? <laughs> yeah, you don't. But it's a great figure. And I have the beefed up one. You know, he's got that beefed up chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> jacket, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, he's going to come with his jacket. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I'm going to beef him up. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna find out where he lives. Yeah, you're going to beef him up. You're going to be beefed up. Look at this Galoob figure of Jimmy Garvin. He is beefed up in this figure, too. I mean, he's got arms, monster arms, and a monster chest, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he does. You he's- know, it's just... You know, these figures, man, I can go on all day about them. Just uh, a couple fun facts, though. I mean, just going down their history, Will, them as a team, 
You know, they had several reigns as World and United States Tag Team Champions. Even Bam Bam Gordy joined them for a short while, which I don't think a lot of people really care about. Uh, Gordy kind of lost his cred for a little bit until he joined DCW, which was a lot of fun. But anyway. And Will, I, I think you'd find this funny, man. I don't know if you remember this. They later had a masked third partner who was Brad Armstrong, who they couldn't find a damn thing to do with for some reason. <laughs> and he was actually, he was Bad Street. I don't know if you remember that. I don't, so, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, I don't it remember. It was so dumb. It's just that that poor guy never got a break. Well, no, no, not at all. Brad Armstrong, no. He was, hey, enhancement talent. You know, got to give it to him that way. Yeah, the son of, uh, what's his name? Bullet Bob? Yep, yep, yep. So, it's some managers here too, you know? I mean- Oh, man, some good ones. Some real good ones. Yeah, they had, of course, Diamond Dallas Page, which was great. Fantastic. They had Big Daddy Dink, Little Richard Marley, and Precious, which was Garvin's real-life wife and longtime valet, which is kind of cool, you know? Real life coming to the ring with you. I think that's kind of fun. Precious is fun. And uh, yeah, I just think all around, you know, the with the gimmick, you know, continuing the Freebirds name, you know, they held the world and United States belts, you know, they just had a great career. And of course, the finisher, man, DDT, like the crowd knew that DDT was coming from one of them. How is it back in the day? And I know I, I agree with you 100 percent. How is it the DDT is like some ridiculously not good move anymore, except for, I guess, Mox when he does the paradigm shift? Yeah, he's got the double arm DDT. Yeah, Cactus had it. But back in the day, I mean, Jake put a DDT on you, man. Whoo! When I used to watch ECW back in the day, that's one of the things I noticed. I'm like, okay, Raven comes in, he hits the DDT. Sandman does his like bootleg DDT. Tommy Dreamer does the DDT. Now, if you put the three of them together in the ring, it's just all DDTs, like <laughs> random versions of DDTs until somebody just gets a three, a quick three. <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, Ravens, Ravens was the best. Though. I'll give it to Raven. I like the even flow. If I think he called it that in WCW, but yeah, it, it was a great DDT. I like the Dreamer. I know it's not called this. The Dreamer drop, though, I mean, I would call it because he just kind of like he had that quick Boom, drop on you. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Sandman's like was hit. the worst. Sandman's was like the worst DDT ever. Well, it was like a one arm. He was just like a one arm kind of drop down. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. I like, mean, I don't even you... think he knew he was doing a DDT probably. <laughs> no, he's doing cocaine. That's what he was doing. I know. Smoke cigarettes. But... <laughs> smoking cigarettes, drinking real, drinking beer, smoking cigarettes, getting high and coming yeah. to the ring. Oh, baby. <laughs> but it's like, if you go back and look at the Freebirds, like they, they signaled that DDT, man. And that crowd knew that thing was coming. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And they got... Pumped and amped for it, man. They would really, really get into it. And then you always had the entrance too with the with the beautiful music. And oh my God, the, they had a music video. I mean, these guys were big. I mean, you know, and it's just crazy. It's crazy how we don't have proper Freebirds figures, you know? Um, I know. It's just sad. And these though are special because they were produced in Galoob in 1991, but you couldn't even get them here in the US. They were UK exclusives. Again, we talked about in past podcast episodes, how Gloob, because they did so well in their first year selling these figures, oversold Series 1 to Toys R Us, and it basically put them into bankruptcy because nobody bought those freaking figures. That's episode one, man. Go back. Listen to episode one. We cover that Sting figure, and we talk about that, man. If you go back, you know, start from the beginning. 
start from the beginning and you can hear us talk like basically, I don't know, squeaky rats because of my audio editing okay. skills. Hey, Will. No, um, no, it's like, it's like, hey, yeah, yeah go, right, yeah, ma, bo, ma, I'm it, like, it. this figure, <laughs> I'm like, this figure set came out 1991, it no, came out 1991, and you have to get it because it was so good. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. We talked about this on the live stream, guys. I'm like, and what like, the fuck is going on Guys, here? if the audio sounds bad, please tell me. <laughs> Anybody out there, please? And and Joe's listening got, to this, and he's not saying anything to me. <laughs> I got the proper equipment, episode four or five. You know, I got my mic and all my stuff. But yeah, I mean, you, you did the we did the best we could. I mean, you did the best you could with the audio. I think it sounded okay. No, I went <laughs> first three episodes might have been a little rough. I had no spacing in audio one through fifteen, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> one of my favorite episodes, I think it might be episode three or four, is when we cover that Starcade match with Sting and he, he starts talking Spanish into the camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never forget that. Uh, Sting hasn't spoken a word in a year and the first thing he says is something in Spanish in the camera. <laughs> and then you have Mortis coming out from the back in a trench coat and oh. all these like randoms. Remember? <laughs> it's Mortal Kombat. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. They're all lifting Sting up in the air. Like oh, when he wins the title, man. yeah, yeah, from Hogan. Oh my God, I I, I love that episode, guys. So if, if go back, man, you'll you'll enjoy it. I think this is just a this is a real cheap plug for our entire podcast. Go listen to all of them, no matter how good listen or bad them, they man. are. They're, funny. They're so fun and good. We're look at us. We're cracking up about it. We're the people that are doing the podcast that we're cracking up about it. What does that say? I know. I I, I always laughed at that, man. Oh, I God, know. That's so funny. Jeez. So, the, yeah, the free birds in this Galoob set is great. And we go in depth on the Galoob line in that first podcast. But, you know, comes out in 91, UK exclusive. You couldn't even find these. So they were released in two versions. You had actually a two pack, which is like a box set, which was cool. And it came with actually a voice box. Have you ever seen one of these in person, Joe? I haven't personally. Never seen one in person. Never seen these guys on the card either in person. You know, I had them loose, which I sold like an idiot, um, an asshole. I want to get, I want that set with the voice box one day. That's like ultimately what I'm after is that two pack. You know, if I can't get the two pack, if I can get them on the individual cards, that's fun too. I would love to have them mint. I don't want any, you know, paint loss because, you know, these guys chip easy, like a lot of galoops. But I'm after that two pack with the voice box. You know, you talk about nostalgia, that thing with that voice box is just over the top. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say it's innovative idea because I know a lot of figures used to come with voice boxes and such a lot of lines and, and things of that nature. I mean, even to this day, we had the entrance grades, right? That had the entrance music. So it's kind of bit, probably based off of that a little bit. But yeah, it, it just pops. I love everything about these figures. And you're right about the paint. You know, you got to get them fresh or super, super minty loose. I mean, they even have paint on their face, which is so cool. And sometimes that'll rub off and chip off. So if you don't have them, probably best route to go right now is to get them in the two-pack box or on singles cards. But they're going to run you a lot of money, Joe. I mean, these things are not cheap because they are UK exclusives. Yeah, even loose, you know, loose, good shape with the box. It's at least 300 bucks, maybe two, two fifty. I mean, if you're a wrestling figure collector, the Jimmy Garvin's great, but look at that makeup with the PSAs, the yellow boots, the black pants with the colors going through it you know the blue and the white and the pink i mean they each come with a belt so you can put that the belts on them 
it's just insane, man. Insane. Yeah, I agree with the, you know, because the Garvin's got the black boots, but these yellow boots with that 90s pink bluish design kind of around, you know, the legs, so the side of the legs. And then as you said, you go up to the head. Dude, this thing looks like Michael P.S.A.'s, bro. I mean, he's got the little- it's perfect. It's perfect. Long hair, that's perfect. I mean, you even look, he's like you said, he's got that painted eye. Like it's got, I don't know, some sort of like, you know, it's just painted. It looks like something's coming out of it or something. You know, it just looks so cool, man. I just, and then even on the other side, he has some pink around the eye. Dude. It's, it's just fantastic, man. It's sick. This set is sick. So you talked about titles and yeah, you get the generic gold WCW titles that every figure came with if you do have this set. But I actually have my wrestling figure workshop WCW tag belts on them. Oh, you do? Oh, that's a great that's a great idea, actually. Yeah, I had to put them on, man. They look great. You know, got the blue titles on around them, and they just look really, really good, man. That'll put these over the top, man, for sure. We'll throw a picture on Instagram and Twitter for everyone. I just love these two figures. And going back to what we originally started this with. I'm just so disappointed in Mattel that they gave us that Michael Hayes figure. It's not doing it for me, man. I look at this Michael Hayes, I'm like, wow, you know? Yeah, like people can say, oh, here, here's the picture. I don't give a shit. You're like, oh, I found a picture of him in that attire. I don't care. I can't relate to that. That's not the PSAs that I like. This is the version I like. This is the version I want. You know, same thing with Jimmy Garvin. You know, that's probably never happening. But if you're going to you know, go back in time and do that. I don't want that PSAs, man. I don't want that shit, you know? I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Well, he, he wore that attire. I don't fucking care. Andre the Giant wore that attire in Super 7. I don't care about that. You know what I mean? You could find the pictures. You could find all those pictures. I don't care that you found them on Google. I don't give a shit. I don't either because you want to know why? We don't relate to it. I, you know, no. that's what I'm saying. And I don't think there are many people out there that do. And if they are saying they do, I think they're a load of shit because there's no way unless you're, you know, you could be a little older. I'm just saying, you know, and yeah, you could have watched Mid-South and all these other Southern promotions and whatnot. I doubt it. Joe, you heard what I said and what were your exact words? I doubt it. Yeah. They're like, well, he wore that. I, you, I'm like, stop. Come on. Who's watch? I was talking to somebody about AWA Remco two days ago. He's a huge action figure collector, but we're talking wrestling figures. He said, I don't collect the line. I don't collect the line because I can't relate to it. And I know you do, Joe, bits and pieces here and there, but I just can't relate to the line. And he's like, yeah, who are some of these guys? And I'm like, I was like, Mike, dude. Baron Von Raschke? I mean, I don't even know where the hell I would fucking find a match with him in it. I know. A lot of those guys, you know, it's a lot of those guys you can relate, you know. But yeah, there's a lot of guys like that, too. Like, you're like, who? And do I want to watch it? Like, are you going to really watch it? I'm like, this is great. No, you're not saying that. So just shut up. But I mean, looking on the line, you know, the Bachwinkle's cool. I like the Rick Martell. You know, you get that old school version of Scott Hall. A couple of the other ones, man, you can, if you're like, you know, you can relate to, I guess, but it's tough to relate to a lot of those guys. Yeah, you can relate to them as, 
yes, I grew up watching Razor Ramon and I knew him first as the Diamond Stud, but it's fun to see that figure because it's before he was big. So I want to have it in my collection to, yeah, again, because I'm a big Scott Hall fan, right? Same maybe with Sean in the Midnight in, in Gennetti with the Midnight Rockers or something. Oh yeah, the Rockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's like it's it's relatable because we but you know, some of these guys, you know, and I think there this is how we feel about the early Freebirds, we just don't relate to it, you know? And there's nothing to tie us back to it. So except for Michael Hayes being Michael Hayes, but again, am I that big of a Michael Hayes fan that I need that figure of him? You know? No. In that in my opinion. So you're you're saying you don't want the, I don't even know the fabulous ones two pack. That's not uh that's not on your list for AWA Remco. <laughs> what did I say about AWA Remco? AWA Remco, no, or I should <laughs> Rem no. <laughs> well, honestly, probably the first Remco figures I had, real quick, which I, obviously you can relate to too, is the uh, Root Warriors. Yeah, you know th- that's that's a different story. Look, I've told you this. The only figures I'd probably pick up from that that would have to be mint, it would have to be complete, and it have to be on card would be the Road Warriors, three pack, two pack doesn't matter, and Ric Flair, and that's it. That you know, just real quick on this topic, that Matt Mania card with those colors is so cool, man. Like that Matt Mania card looks so great, and two guys. That for some reason I really think they look great on those cards, and two guys in wrestling history that I think would be fun to own, especially on those cards, which is almost impossible, is Doug Summers and Buddy Rose. Man, at the same time, we're like I can't relate, but I think having Doug Summers and Buddy Rose, you know, I remember them from a lot of the old wrestling magazines I used to collect and read, and you know, getting those in figure form on those cards, you know, with that robe and their attire dude they're those definitely stand out as far as the line goes yeah the buddy rose is nice he's got that jacket which is cool oh man it's so cool but like again i understand the wrestling history behind it but it's still something where i'm just like again it's just pushing i think my limits you know and we can go ad nauseum about this but we don't want to get away from two great figures here because i was even going to go further into like the collecting habits and focus and everything like that but Let's dial back to the Freebirds, man. Great versions of them. Also, I believe that these attires were from a lot of the cards. There's a lot of trading cards in WCW 1991. I believe Impel and Chromie made some. So I believe Galoob definitely used reference shots because this tight design Jimmy does wear in those cards. Michael doesn't wear the same thing, but it looks like they just did the copy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, To make them look the same. So it's really cool taken from those WCW trading cards in 91. Dude, again, we talk about it, right? You look at the likenesses and the poses that they're in. You look at the beautiful tight design that they chose for these figures. I mean, you look at even just a little bit of the paint details in the facial areas, which is amazing. You got the titles with them. You got the two-pack. You got the single-carded ones. You got the two-pack with the voice box. I mean, Joe, I mean, this is all the reasons why this Galoob WCW Fabulous Freebirds 2-pack is and oh my god figures of the week tonight we are going to witness the most anticipated match 
in the history of professional wrestling. Are you ready? Wrestling fans, are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to And welcome to this week's main event. Watch along. Joe, there's going to be a really reoccurring theme this month because we're in the thick of it. We're in Royal Rumble season. So we're going back to 1994, Joe. Man, I was 11 years old. Let me see. How old was I? I was eight. Yeah, I'm the old man here. 1994 for me as a kid was great, man. Like 93 was okay. 95 sucked. But I remember 94. I enjoyed 94 in pro wrestling. You know, going to the old shops and getting wrestling magazines. Of course, the Hasbros. Just 1994 in general with the WWF merchandise, the pay-per-views. I just enjoyed it as a whole. Yeah, and this pay-per-view to start it all off beginning of the year. I mean, it's a stacked card. We were talking about it before we got on the podcast. I mean, some of the matches on here are crazy, man. You got that Brett. Owen versus Quebecers match. Dude, I used to love the Quebecers back in the day as a team. Dude, they are so good. PCO, yeah, bro. Man. He's really good as the he's really good. The tag team's great. Tatanka and Bigelow open it up. You have that uh intercontinental title match IRS and Razor in that sick gear. Oh, Razor's got that beautiful, beautiful green gear on. Even before though, you get to that, you go back to Bam Bam and Tatanka. Dude, Tatanka was Oh, the, I mean, he was, bro. Everybody was waving the foam tomahawks, bro. I might have to buy one of those. I know. I used to have when I was a kid. I had one. I sold mine. Ah, why did I sell my foam? I had so much fun. I had the Undertaker urn and everything. That's when I had that intercontinental, that brown intercontinental title, man. I used to carry around me everywhere. Yep. That's the only thing I didn't sell because I got that at a WWE event when I was in the 90s and my mom got it or my dad. I think it was my mom got it for me. And out of all the foam I had, that and my Bret Hart sunglasses, which are beat to shit, are the only things I'd never sold. Dude, that belt is probably my favorite foam belt of all time. Isn't that it? Brown IC title. It's the best. It is, man. It's the best belt, man. I agree. I, it brings back my childhood. It brings back these years, the merchandise stands, everything, the catalog. That belt symbolizes so much, man. It does for me as well, man. And it's so funny that it, listeners, we're good friends and all, but when we have these discussions like this, they're really true to the heart. And I did not know that about Joe. We talk about titles all the time and stuff, and there's some great ones out there, some great kids and foam titles, but my Intercontinental Bell would never go, like I would never go anywhere without it, man. You know, like and I had so many I brought, of them. I brought that bell everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. You know what the funniest thing about this, Joe, is we used to have, obviously, federations, like real pro wrestling federations where we would fight each other, right? And out of all the foam or kids titles I had, I never 
used that one. It never got dirt on it. And like, I could never bring myself <laughs> to put it in the Federation. Oh, no. I didn't want people touching it. No, Joe, we just came to a ridiculous, ridiculous point here. We loved the Intercontinental title so much. I didn't have a world one. I didn't care about that one. No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even have it, bro. The tag team was the next one down for me. Yeah, I I did I never got the tag belts either though. They are beautiful. Yeah, they were in the catalog. Catalog gray. They were hard to find though at shows. I don't remember them being as available as the IC in the world at shows, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I remember I went to a signing when I had this belt. It might have been 93 or 94. And it was King Kong Bundy and Bam Bam Bigelow. And I brought this belt with me and I got those autographs. Man, I don't know where the hell happened to them. But I remember being that age and holding that belt and thinking how fucking big Bam Bam and King Kong were in person. Bam Bam was a beast. From shoulder to shoulder? Oh my God, man. Dude, I saw him in like 94. No lie. I have the program card in like an armory and I was ringside. <laughs> Dude, forget Dude, in person, he's fucking big. Ugh. And again, I, guys, perspective, I'm 11, 12 years old, but- I like I saw Bundy too at this show. So I saw Bam Bam and Bundy and Bundy is fucking a, a truck. Yeah. I think I met these guys. I want to say it was 93. And then I remember my friend Frank Serza. He had a birthday party and he had Owen Hart. He had the British Bulldog and he had somebody else. I don't know if his mom or dad knew somebody, but I remember his birthday party. He actually had pro wrestlers at. That is so cool. I remember that too. I remember the pictures. That's crazy. Which is insane. Yeah, I have so many old pictures. I got to find old pictures like when I went to matches and stuff. I don't know if I still have them. My my mom may have them or something. I got to ask her because we will still always take a camera. Even to the ECW shows I went, like the smaller armory stuff. I used to take pictures all the time, bro. I really, really hope she still has some of that stuff. I got to ask her about it. But Yeah, it'd be fun to see. Yeah, but going back to Bam Bam. So yeah, he's facing Tatanka in this match and everybody's got that. I mean, he's over. Bam Bam's with Luna, man, and he is just a beast. I mean, he is just, oh, he's so good in the ring. This whole pay-per-view is stacked, Joe. Stacked. Yeah. Seventh annual Royal Rumble took place January 24th, 1994 from the Harvard Civic Center. You got Vince and Million Dollar Man on commentary, and it leads up to WrestleMania 10 at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, this so this is kind of interesting. So what is the match we're going to be talking about here, guys? We're going to be talking about The Undertaker versus Yokozuna in the casket match. But what's really cool about this match, it kind of ends The Undertaker's run for a little bit and then really propels this whole Bret Hart, Owen Hart, Lex Luger, Yokozuna thing, right? Kind of all takes form at this pay-per-view. I loved Yoko and Owen as the tag champs. Yeah. Right? Like that pairing, I don't know, just made sense to me. I loved Yoko. I love Owen. Uh, I don't know, them paired together. Just something about it I always enjoyed. Well, and it's it's a story too, right? I mean, people I don't think realize this because Yoko had this long-standing feud with Brett. Owen, Brett, brother, doesn't respect me, blah, blah, blah. So the pairing actually makes sense from a storyline perspective as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like they have this commonality, so they're going to form a team together, you know? But yeah, love that tag team. But so yeah, you have that overall arcing theme there, the Brett and Owen stuff, and then obviously the title picture where it's Luger, Brett, 
Yoko, etc. This is like the time to write during the Lex Express. So that was coming out in 93. Very popular, god-awful stuff by Lex Luger. I mean, we won't go there, but getting back to the match, big feud with Taker begins at Survivor Series 1993. Obviously, you know that Yoko is also being managed by Cornette and Fuji at this time, which is pretty cool. Love freaking Cornette, especially during this run. He was awesome. Yeah, they have these vignettes. You know, Yoko's fearing the cast. He's getting scared. He's the big man. You know, he doesn't know what's going to happen. Undertaker's scaring him with all these caskets and this, that, and the other thing. So he's very, very scared of the casket. And then they have this match, man. And we're going to get into the watch along and go from there. Let's do it, man. Let me know. uh, You do the countdown. Let me know when to hit play. Yeah, so listeners, for the watch along, I think we, Joe, I think we went off on a tangent there, but we're going to get back right into it. So listeners, we're doing the watch along. (laughs) It's all about nostalgia, man. If we're bringing it back, we're bringing it back and we'll go on a little journey. And I hope you guys can come on that journey with us and enjoy. You know what I'm saying, man? So Yeah, it's the main point here. That is what we do at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. So we go to the WWE Network. Just get the network, even if you're opposed to it. It's got everything. WWE Network, Royal Rumble, 1994. You go to the little jump to area on the bottom. We're going to hit that Yokozuna versus Undertaker WWE Championship match. We're at 108.29 on the clock. And we're going to do it. We're going to start this watch along in three, two, one. So, Joe, rest in peace. Got the sign there. Did that say rest in peace or rest in feces? (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're getting the rules here. We got uh, Howard Finkel. He's given the rules of the casket match here. Dude, I always liked the casket matches. For 1994, I feel like the casket matches really fit. It did. It did. I agree with you. I love the casket matches, too. It's funny. He goes through all this, what you can't do and how you can't win, Fink. But then it's just like, oh, you have to stuff it. Well, just say that. The only way to win is to put your person in a casket (laughs) Dude, you got Fuji coming out first here. You got Yoko in that uh, red gi, I guess you can call it. It's like a big gi with the WWF title over his shoulder. And you got Cornette coming out behind him. I mean, is this getting any better? You can't get any better, man. I love that Yokozuna, the rising sun on the back of the uh, the the robe or shawl, like you said. And... It's just amazing. He's got the Wing Eagle title, which looks small on him. You know, it's yeah, it he's does. it's so funny. He's the only person that makes that title look small, you know? No, oh, man, the belt looks great. Oh, it's just shiny. It's beautiful. Oh, it's so good. Uh, you know, I say it time and time again, but this is perfect for 1994, man. 1994 was a sleeper year for WWF. Oh, man, look at all those beautiful T-shirts. I love those all-over print T-shirts, man. I got one coming to you. Hey, if you know, you know, brother. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this definitely brings back all those great shirts. Some some decent signs, too, so far. Oh, I I went on a retro shirt binge. You'll see the photos. (laughs) Oh, God. Will, does it... 
There's a casket coming up. Here's the casket. Oh, there's the urn. Oh, my God. It's Paul Bear. I love this shit. Oh, my God. Undertaker. This is amazing. Look Dude, at this Paul is like Bear. The thing ever. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> this is like the best thing ever. Right Wood now. casket. The casket is huge, too, man. It must have took him forever to build. They got to fit Yoko in that, I think. Well, we're not going to spoil the ending for our listeners if they haven't no, seen this. What I'm this saying, classic. even if he even if he goes in and out of the casket once, and you know they don't close the lid, he's got to be able to fit in it. That's true. That's true. That's you like know? a casket for like five people. <laughs> well, he's he he's considered that. I yeah, think. I guess he could be five people. Oh, how does he wait? How do, you know what I always wondered about Yoko when he takes a shit. Uh, what toilet does he sit on? <laughs> like, who wipes his ass? <laughs> I, I always wonder that. I always wonder that, too. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's kind of... What kinda, fucking toilet is he sitting on? I, I guess you got to take a shower twice a day. <laughs> you know... Uh, look at the... Hold on. A, look at the Undertaker right here. Walk it up here, old school style. <laughs> look at this. Raising the lights up. I was just thinking back in the day, um, back in the day, I just thought about the toilet thing. My, We were going to rent the basement out to this girl my sister knew, and she was overweight, you know, she had weight problems. And my mom is so like upfront sometimes and rude. <laughs> She's like, um, there was no basement. There's no toilet in the basement. You know, there's no bathroom. So she would have had to come upstairs to use the downstairs bathroom. And my mom was always like, I don't want that ass on my toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I how that. I would think about. Oh, that's what I would say about Yokozuna, probably. <laughs> she, she's like, I don't want that ass sitting on my toilet seat. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's where you get it from. Now I know where you get it from. Look yeah, at this hat. Honest. Look at this hat that want, Undertaker she has want, on. Uh, she just wants shit smears on the uh, seat. Yeah. <laughs> I think when you were over here last, yeah, you left shit, shit smears on your. I like shit my pants because <laughs> I don't even know why. I couldn't even get that out right now. I said shit, 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 and I can't even edit this. This is a watch along, Joe. It's a live watch along. <laughs> That's all good. The good thing about this match, though, is Yokozuna is playing into the fear factor. Oh, how good is it? I was just gonna. Yeah. Th- I was just thinking that I wanted to say something about that. He just, just his look, right, is great. Yeah, he doesn't want to do the match almost. Yep. He's looking. Undertaker's, o- Undertaker's great here too. And Will, I was a fan of the gray. Did you like the gray back in the day? The gray gloves, gray, uh, like leg pieces. Yes, I loved it. <laughs> this is Undertaker. Look at how badass he is. Look at how over he is right now. The crowd is going crazy for the Undertaker. Now, is that Brian Lee or is that the Undertaker? Come on, that's Callaway. All right, here we go. Oh, Undertaker always had those nice, like, stiff, like, shots. I don't know what you would call them under the chin. Chops. Yeah, like, yeah, but was, he did them in a weird way. Yeah. Right, he's trying to he's trying to take Yoko down. Oh, my God, he's got him down already. There he is. Some nice chops. Oh, Yoko falls out of the ring. Wow. 
I love how Yoko used to do that, though. Oh, and then he hits the post. Dude, how great a yo- worker is Yokozuna? Dude, you want to talk about underrated? <sighs> For a big man like that? I mean, he could wrestle anybody. I know. Like, he wrestled, like, he could wrestle the one, two, three K to make it look good. It's amazing. He's just so amazing. And big dude, but super agile. You saw him pop up there. Oh, it's so sad what happened to him. I know. You got to admit, though, when you were a kid, didn't it, like his ass and stuff gross you out? Of course it did. Or you're like when he did the bonsai drop. I'm like, how is that possible? I I never understood. I still don't. I dude, Bam Bam literally like sat it. on somebody in that first match. Oh, no, Bam Bam literally sat on Tatanka, and I thought he broke his chest. I don't. I don't know how to do. <laughs> I don't know if that bump's real to this day, and I don't think I want to know if it's real. <laughs> he caved his chest in. Like, I, I, who cares? It could be that good that I'm not seeing something, but. Those big man bumps, man. That's oh why. Oh my god! Undertaker just hit a stiff shot on Yoko's back with the oh, blue steel chair, chair, right with the blue steel chair over the head. Oh How, my god! He didn't even block that. No, he didn't block it. Dude, That's look at that Razor Ramon shirt in the front row. Yeah, all over print right there. Look at there's another one too. Oh my god! You know this this match has started off pretty good. You know they already did all the all the like pieces. Already, yeah, he knocked Yoko down, dude. High pack, yeah. This is already, this is already high, uh, high impact. High impact, bro. Oh, wait a minute. What does he got here? He's got the salt. Oh, Jesus! Right in Undertaker's eyes. <sighs> right in the eyes, bro. I love that salt. He didn't even hide that. No disqualification. It's the casket match. You got to throw him in the casket. Well, you know what I liked, too, about Yoko back then? I'm like, no one's going to beat him for that title. And I guess that was the point. I'm like, who's going to beat him for that belt? You would. Well, everybody thought it would be Undertaker. Yeah. But you know what I mean? At the time, you're like, who's going to defeat this guy? And I, I liked him holding the title. He it Wasn't he the first heel champ, like true heel champ ever? Yeah, if you look back at the timeline, I mean, he took it at the right time. Yeah, because I just don't remember. I mean, you had Sergeant Slaughter in there in, what, 91, but uh, I guess he was the heel champ, but he only held the belt for, what, a month or two? Yeah, it wasn't long. He was the transitional champ. Yeah, he was the transition because they had to take the belt off of Warrior because of the contract bullshit. Yeah. Put it back on Hogan, but... No, yeah, Yoko's doing an incredible job. They've kind of slowed the pace a little bit right now, but it's still good. It's still action-packed. And Yoko's just super agile with the ropes and getting on top of the ring, being such... God, what is he, 500 pounds here? Easily, right? Yeah, he's pretty big. He's got Taker back in the ring here. I love Cornette. It looks like a bag of baby potatoes between Undertaker's legs. Oh. Yoko's legs or Undertaker? Yoko. Undertaker's legs when he was laying down just now looked like a bag of baby potatoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, you, know, you, you can see his underwear up. through these tights, you know? like Is he wearing panties? <laughs> <laughs> Granny panties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in the All casket. Right. They're telling him to close the door. They're closing it on his head for some reason. 
Oh no, Yoko! Now look at him sell this. He's oh like, my "Oh my god. god!" He says, "Oh my god!" Oh, how good is that? You got Earl Hebner out there opening the casket. Oh man, they're going shot for shot here now. I don't know how I feel about Million Dollar on the commentary. I don't like Million Dollar on the commentary. Oh, look at that belly to belly suplex! Belly to belly, man. Belly to belly was nice. Oh, he's up. And there's the choke. You know what it is, Will? Million Dollar Man's voice on commentary is just not good. No. Never liked him on commentary. That was the worst choke slam I've ever seen. It was pretty bad choke slam. I, I'm not going to argue with the there. I think they're, this is it. They're going to the finish. Choke slam. Reversal here. Reversal. DDT. Oh. How awesome was that DDT? Oh my god, that was a good. That was a sweet DDT. That was like a. What would you really call that? That was like almost like a flying DDT. Yeah, the way he hit that, it's a flying DDT. You got Paul Bear holding the urn up, man. He's ready. I love Cornette out there. Get up, get up. Just Open oh, that my. casket. Yeah, now we're getting. It's open now. I know what happens here. I remember. Talk about a cast of characters. (laughs) He's rolling Yoko into the casket. Rolling Yoko in. Yoko's going to... Oh, he's in it! Yoko's in the casket. He's going to close it up! Oh, God, dude. Here he comes. The Kona. No disqualification. And here it comes. I told you, Joe, the cast of characters were going to arrive. Yep, we got Crush out here. Undertaker's uh, clotheslines him down. Ooh. God, I love those undercut or... Yeah, I guess it would be like an uppercut chop. Oh, my God, who is this? Kabuki. Who is Kabuki? <laughs> I knew a cast of characters were going to come out. Look at him. He's yeah, doing Kab- those open hand chops. Kabuki. Undertaker takes both of them down. I didn't even get the other guy's name. Tenra or something, I think his name is. <laughs> Yoko is still passed out in the casket. He's like, why oh isn't God, somebody dude. close the here he is, that beast from the east, baby. Bigelow's bam, bam, bam. out, baby. Oh, I love Bigelow. Dude, those flames? Forget about it. Oh, look at that attire, bro. I'm sorry. I think Bigelow freaking LT is a great match, and I know you're not high on that match, but like... WrestleMania 11? WrestleMania 11, he just works... Dude, it's not bad. Dude, L- the LT it's works... not terrible. Oh, he works so good with him. Maybe it's my other friend that's not a fan of that match. And I'm just like, how can you like he elevated LT to like no other level? You know, dude, I wanted Jack's classics to do that gray flame. Bam, bam. So bad. Oh, I know the unreleased one. Oh, my God, man. If I could. Oh, God. Imagine if they did an LT. Imagine if Mattel did an LT. Uh, That'll never happen. I know. That would be sick, though. Oh, man, Paul Bearer just knocked out both Cornette 
and Mr. Fuji with the urn after Mr. Fuji tried to steal the urn. All right, so now we have five guys trying to put the Undertaker in the casket. He just threw Kabuki in. Kabuki's in the casket. Ten, ten, whatever his name is, is is yeah, trying to get her. I don't know. Everybody doesn't want to be around the casket. They're scared of it. Undertaker's coming back. Paul Bearer is har- harnessing the power of the urn, but look who's there. The beast from the what east. Bam Bam have? He's oh, got man, something. Adam Bomb. Oh, he's got the salt bucket. Oh, my God. And he nails Crush. There's Adam Bomb. Heal Adam Bomb. How many guys are coming out right now? I don't know, but Undertaker's taking care of all of them. Dude, Jeff Jarrett just came out. There he is. Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Dude, look at that attire. Look at that red and white attire, man. Damn, that's sick. He looks sick. You want to talk about a Jeff Jarrett figure to do? I think that's it. That's it. Dude, how cool would that uh, evil crush be in Mattel form? How cool. Or that Adam Bomb. Oh, Adam Bomb. Talk about Hasbro's green card series. That oh, we had listeners go back. We told a great story about Adam Bomb. Head shrinkers are he, out here. Dude, that Jack's classic Adam Bomb. Forget about it. Oh, That's another one. Every Adam Bomb figure is amazing. Oh, here we go. Right, now, now they have a hundred guys in the ring with you. Have, you have this crush. Is a little silly. It's getting a little silly. You have crush and um in um Adam Bomb together. What were they called in WCW? Weren't they a tag team? Uh, Adam Bomb was Wrath. Yeah, Wrath. With, with Mortis. Okay. I thought they had a tag team, too. There was another. Hmm, interesting. No, he was uh, Brian Adams. Yes, that's it. That was it. And then he was in the nation for a little while. Don't ask me why. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Adam Bomb followed up with Mortis. Oh, and here's Diesel, man. Diesel's out here, too. Look at this guy. You, Bam Bam, Diesel, Adam Bomb, huge monsters, Oh, my God, dude, the head shrinkers are there. Head shrinkers, yeah, they were taking them apart. I love when Bam Bam gets on top of the casket. It's so great. He does a classic, I'm going to, you know. When did the head shrinkers come out? Oh, they came out just a few minutes. They did the double uh, super kick, man. Oh, my God. Diesel's out here. There too. we go. Undertaker versus, D- Undertaker versus Diesel. Look how small the urn looks in Yoko's hands. I'm telling you, you, it's the only time I've ever seen that winged eagle tiger look small around his, his arm. Uh-oh. The urn's starting to smoke. Why is it green smoke coming out of the urn? All right, now that they have the whole staff out here, what's going to happen? Look at that green smoke. Was there a point to that perfect suplex Crush just hit? (laughs) No, it was not a perfect suplex either. I know. (laughs) It was a terrible suplex. Jeff Jarrett just missed that move off the top rope. <laughs> there was a no sell on the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Diesel with the big elbow. Oh, there's the Bam Bam. He's gonna give him the headbutt. Oh, he just headbutted it like his chin. 
Head Shrinkers are hitting that awesome splash. Oh, I love the Head Shrinker splash, man. Look at it. Oh, man. Oh, Come yeah. On. Come on, Kabuki. Hit your finisher. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Let us know what the hell Kabuki is. <laughs> Oh, Another they're going to do the big splash. head shrinker now. Oh, oh, there it is. Adam Bomb, do your over-the-top rope clothesline. Rikishi with the big one. Diesel should hit that power bomb. <laughs> no way. He went for an elbow drop, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I want to see Kabuki. No, Kabuki doesn't get the finisher today. <laughs> somebody uh, somebody push the baby potatoes in there. Put the... <laughs> There they are. There they are. They're rolling around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. He is out, Undertaker. So now they're rolling him into the casket very slowly here. Oh, he just kicks him right Uh, into the casket. Oh, I love when Bam Bam gets on top. I love it. Bam Bam Bam's laying on it. He's got no facial hair. <laughs> I know. I he looks like me. I don't have any facial hair. Are you shaved your beard? Yeah, I don't know. I gotta wait until it grows back now. So here oh is your God. winner. Yoko. Dude, I love so that Yokozuna music. How awesome is that music? He's holding the world title. He's gonna go in the back and eat a couple uh, some hot pot, maybe some dim sum. Hell yeah! I want some dim sum and hot pot. Shit. I know who I'm doing for the missing link next week. Who are you doing for the missing link? I mean, everybody's missing here. Kabuki. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to say Fatu. (laughs) No, man. I want Kabuki in my collection now. I want an Aurora Rumble set Kabuki. Tenra. We're missing a lot of guys from here. We're missing Double J. We're missing the Head Shrinkers. That's J E double F J A double R E double T. Yep, double J Jeff Jarrett. Missing Adam Bomb, missing Crush. You know what we talked about? Uh, credible Intercontinental Champs. We left out Jeff. Oh, uh, here we go. Here's some of the um, Undertaker antics. The oh god, they got the smoke bombs underneath the casket. That they got for Family Dollar. Come on, it's not smoke bombs. It's the Undertaker smoking. He's smoking cigars in there. God, I love that Bam Bam attire. They need to make a Bam Bam in that that attire, man. That 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 ninety four. That's a forgotten attire, man. His ninety four, even his ninety fives. Did you okay. see someone just walk by the screen and then an Undertaker appeared on it? What is that? I remember this as a kid. I was so pumped up. I was like, holy shit. Uh-uh. Dude, remember this when you were a kid and you were like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Mama. The rebirth 
The Undertaker. Oh, here we go. Arriba, Mexico. Oh, dude. What, are you going to electrocute it there? Remember this, man? This was ridiculous when you were a kid. And the rum- the rumble hadn't even started yet. <laughs> oh, my God. Who did this? Who did this? This is amazing. His, oh, look. look his, his spirit's leaving the body. Leaving the screen. It's coming out of the screen, man. This was awesome. And I remember seeing this. What a throwback. Oh, and I was just like, look at him up there. <laughs> There's the oh symbol. There's the Undertaker symbol. Look at that. How awesome is that? Uh, Undertaker is the best ever. Dude, he is as far as sports entertainment goes, pro wrestling. Right. Durability. You know, like he is like him and Ric Flair are tied in my book. Yeah. 1-1. Paul Bear is back with the urn. You know what? I don't understand. Where did everybody go? So we're saying the back for refreshments. They they went. They're already in dim sum back there, man. I'm like, where (laughs) like. I guess they ran away because they were scared. They're like, oh my God, he's back. He, uh, we just put him in the casket 50 seconds ago. <laughs> he is projected onto the screen. He's talking to us, and then he's going to project out of the screen. How awesome is that? They're like, save him some shrimp rolls. <laughs> catering, catering. The match was incredible. This is an incredible match, guys. I mean, even like this build, you know, Undertaker goes on vacation after this, which is fine. Everybody needs a break. And you know Undertaker is such a kayfabe guy, you know, so like give him some time off. You're building around that Royal Rumble storyline with Yoko and Hart, Lex. All right, I'm all about it, you know. You could see even here the urn is very weathered. And our wrestling figures that we love is, I mean, we're going to go back to 94, last year of what? Hasbro. We've been talking about Hasbro's retros nonstop this entire podcast. We got to talk about the Hasbro's red card, Yokozuna, and yeah, do red card Undertaker with the cloth. I love that cloth jacket robe. It's amazing. Yeah, that red card Undertaker looks great. And they all look great on that red card. We love red cards. Royal Rumble red, baby. Yeah, the best, I think the best two figures to pair this match with, Will, are Undertaker, Hasbro, and Yokozuna Hasbro, uh, both on those uh, red cards, especially with the Yoko. I mean, that Yoko on the red card with the black and red, it really pops. He's got the sumo smash. But those two figures, especially in 94, the Undertaker and the gray, Definitely represent this match perfect. Yeah, it's to a T. Those are the figures from that era. 94, we're in the Royal Rumble. You got your payoff match, casket match. What other figures would you want from your collection of all eras to best represent this match? It has to be those Hasbro's. They're just so nostalgic, man. And like you said, like, I don't have these two, unfortunately, on the card. Even though the cards are beautiful, they're red. They pop off the card. I have them loose. Boom. Right on the shelf next to each other. Instant. Right in the wrestling ring. 
the Undertaker on that red car too really pops. Looks great with the gray. It's a really nice version of Taker, you know, the Hasbro form. But I love the gray on that card with the red. It's just really, really spectacular figure there. Yep, blood red, I think, is our color this year, uh, Joe. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, well, we love the Austin Royal Rumble Series Mattel. Target exclusives got that beautiful red box. And, you know, the Meltel elites have those beautiful white and red boxes. And I don't know, like you said, it's just there's something off the red that's popping this year. And we absolutely love those WWF Hasbro figures as well from 94. I do have mine loose. My Yoko is my original one from when I was a kid. Unfortunately, my red card Undertaker was bought about a year or two ago from the Hustle Man, Astel Toro. Nice. Yeah, so I have an original, which is great. I got the original jacket. It's a really cool looking figure. Those, though, are like I have the Yoko and the green card on the card. Yoko is just his card art is great or card photo is great. I love the sumo smash. It's like you need at least one of them on card, right? Yeah, you need at least one. And if I had to pick one, I would go with Yoko for sure. Yeah. And which Yoko would you rather? I know for this, you want obviously the red Yoko, but let's just say you had to pick one Yoko on a card. Which one would you want on the card? Do you like that white on the green or do you think the red on red and black is a better combination? I got to go with the red. I I like the white, but then again, well, I relate more to the uh, red card. Yeah. Yeah, same here. The white's fun. White's cool. It's so funny because I even passed on that you know, I we tell we told our story about green cards and stuff, and and growing up, and, and and you know that Adam Bomb review we did on the Oh My God Figure of the Week earlier on the podcast. You know, we talked about that nostalgia. You know, we talked about finding those green cards, and it's like a situation where I saw that Yoko, and I was like, Well, I got the red one; it looks better. That's the one I want, and I passed on that in store. I'm right there with you. Well, that's it, Joe. I think those are two great figures to add to your collection or to commemorate this match, especially if you wanted to do a little bit of a Royal Rumble theme, maybe in your collection display, throw the Hasbros together, pair some matches together. That's always a fun thing to do. And for our watch along main event and for those wonderful Hasbro figures, I got to say that's going to be the one, two, three in this week's main event watch along so everybody remember you can subscribe to our youtube channel the squared circle action figure podcast youtube channel we have two awesome live streams up there right now our ultimate wrestling figures of 2020 and our 2020 pit list we will be posting some more wrestling figure reviews there sooner than later and don't forget to go over to our Twitter and Instagram pages at SQD Circle AFP. Give us a follow there as well. We post information about the news, wrestling figure receivings, and fig hunt videos as well. And remember, everybody, the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast is the gold standard in wrestling figure collective.